dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Thanks for joining us here for another edition of Blunt Business, presented by USCC Expo, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can find out more at usccexpo.com. Today, we are joined by Mariel Weintraub. She is the Strategic Business Development Director for the Hemp Initiative at Eurofins Food Integrity and Innovation, formerly Covance Food Solutions. She's also a founding board member and the current president for the United States Hemp Authority. And we're going to talk about an announcement recently made by the Hemp Authority. So that said, Mariel, thanks for joining us here on Cannabis Radio. Great, and thank you very much for having me. Um, a few things have changed over the last couple of days, just so you know. Sure. Um, I left Eurofins to take a new position as uh, Vice President of Regulatory and Government Affairs at Eureka 93. Which uh, we will which talk about... <laughs> yes, I, I did make mention, uh, I saw that they came across, but I didn't have a chance to know what all the changes were. Like everything at press time kind of was just circulating itself. So I, I know it's been a very pretty whirlwind for you to kind of get this all together. But I'm going to preface that a little bit later on in the program. But I do appreciate you pointing that out. So with that said, uh, let me go ahead and talk about what this announcement is all about that we're here all together for. Reading from the Cannabis Business Times, quote, in an effort to standardize quality control and build a better hemp industry, post-farm bill, the U.S. Hemp Authority has launched a certified seal program to recognize companies that have taken steps to provide consumers access to safe and accurately labeled hemp-derived products, including those containing hemp-derived CBD. You said about the announcement this, quote, we wanted to make sure that the bases were covered from the federal regulation side, from the botanical regulation side, and from the fact that different states have different guidelines and testing regulations depending on whether or not they are a medical or adult-use legal state. Now, the actual certification program is our interesting initiative to provide high standards. It's also meant to be very easily recognized by consumers and law enforcement, which is why the stamp is there. The certification is there, so it's an easy way to tell that these products are safe and legal, end quote. So talk to me about the level of standards that must be met in order to attain this very important seal. Sure, absolutely. Um, so the Hemp Authority is um, certifying these product, products with the help, uh, guidance, and um, auditing done by where food comes from. They are a certified um, auditing group that goes into the different manufacturing plants and farms uh, in order to determine based on specific guidelines whether or not the, the products are following, the companies are following different um, federal regulations, such as uh, 21 CFR 111 is good manufacturing practices uh, for dietary supplements. There's also good agricultural practices. And so those are the federal guidelines um, that we are following. In addition to that, there are very specific state requirements, uh, such as in the state of California, for tolerance levels of heavy metals um, or tolerance levels of how much hexane can be in a product, whether or not it's uh, smokable or ingestible. And so what we wanted to make sure was that these groups were following those different regulations. And, be and because all the states have different regulations, uh, the idea was to take the most, stringent, the most stringent of the state 
and use that as our common denominator. Very interesting. Now, let's give a little context for those that might not be familiar with the Hemp Authority. Now, again, the Certified Seal Program, let's talk about what literally makes the Hemp Authority the Hemp Authority. Well, this right here is very important. So the SEAL program was still established in 2018, founded by the U.S. Hemp Roundtable, which then became the authority. It was developed with guidance from David Bossman, founding member of AgWin Group, and collaborators from the Hemp Industries Association, state pilot project participants, industry-leading firms, top-tier testing laboratories, and quality assessors. Joel Stanley, who's the chairman of Charlotte's Web, had been collaborating with the Hemp Authority to create the quality standards. He said, quote, the industry is choosing to self-police and raise the bar for quality and consistency. And uh, we're very, very familiar with Joel. He's actually hosted a show here on the network with us uh, called Hempire, if you want to take a listen to it on CannabisRadio.com. So talk to me, Muriel, about how much work it took to get all these great minds. I mean, love the fact you had the Stanley Brothers a part of this. In the hemp space, to come together and find an ultimate consensus so that this still could be provided. Well, it was a lot of work. It was a good two and a half years where yeah. it originally started um, with the U.S. Hemp Roundtable. And there was a group that decided that it would be very, it, CBD was coming up in the world, hemp was being noticed, um, and it would be very easy for one bad player to have a 60 minutes m- moment and take down the rest of the industry. Um, and it was at that moment that they realized that began but being a self-regulated organization and creating standards and testing standards and growing standards would really help everyone uh, in the hemp industry uh, as a whole. And so that was originally part of the hemp roundtable. Um, as it as as a couple years passed, we recognized the fact that we shouldn't necessarily be a part of a uh, lobbying group. Um, and so we were seed funded by the roundtable but we are a separate organization now um, with uh, the board members from different groups uh, in the hemp industry. And we used what we had originally built to start off the uh, authority certification program. But we do plan on evolving the program as federal guidelines become clearer, as states change their regulations. We don't want the certification program to lag behind any change that's occurring. Excellent. Now, I can only imagine all that you had to go through to deal with that because I know that back in 2016, there was a lot of talk when it comes to uh, the issues with pilot programs and, and you know, with the attorney generals in, in particular uh, areas. Now, they were giving that chance before the hemp bill. The hemp bill originally was passed, but then we had to wait for a renewal of certain conditions so that the hemp continued to be uh, harvested, cultivated, and processed. So, or extracted, and I can just imagine with all of that going on, you were very early on in that conversation to get this to the point and how great it is that this certification is already set to go prior, just at this almost all at the same time, synchronizing with the passage of the farm bill, which is really a great thing to have. And I just see that all being put together. Now I want to talk more about uh, when it comes to federal guidelines, how you kind of set things up when it came to the certification, the organization's broader goals. I want to bring all that up to you real quick, and how to get other companies a part of this and and the process of getting more companies to come in and seek out the seal, if you will. I want to ask you more about that. Again, I'm here with Maria Weintraub, who earlier corrected me. She's Vice President Regulatory and Government Affairs for Eureka 93 and also uh, 
founding board member and current U.S. current president of the United States Hemp Authority. We'll talk more with Marielle in just a moment, but first I want to go ahead and talk to you about another organization that we hope you're a part of, and that is, of course, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. In our organization, which I'm pretty sure uh, the U.S. Hemp Authority goes in lockstep, we're here to educate, empower, and engage. So that's our end of the USCC Expo to get the cannabis industry involved, as well as the hemp industry in, in that case of matter. You can learn more at usccexpo.com. Our next event is in Miami, Florida at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. August 3rd and 4th, we'll have a cultivator's workshop. Doctors, if you want to go and learn more about the evaluation process, if you're in the state of Florida or anywhere, to learn how you could be one of those that are able to go ahead and offer evaluations and reviews for patients looking to seek out medical marijuana cards. And for those that are in the public that are looking to get their own medical marijuana cards in the state of Florida, we will have uh, the folks at Cannabis Cards that will be arriving at the show that will be having people visited, uh, be seen by doctors for that fact of the matter. So patients, doctors get involved in this, caregivers uh, and others. We hope you all to have you join us for the show. Obviously, legislators, uh, business owners, uh, people from the various industries, we hope you all will go ahead and join us. Again, August 3rd and 4th, Miami, Florida, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Learn more at usccexpo.com. Back with Mario Weintraub and the U.S. Hemp Authority after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back here with Mario Weintraub. She's Vice President, Regulatory and Government Affairs from Eureka 93, founding board member and the current president for the U.S. Hemp Authority. Now, that's got to be a long thing to put on your LinkedIn page right there. <laughs> so, uh, Mario, uh, back from the break, I want to just ask you now, Going on to that story from Cannabis Business Times about your 
the announcement of the U.S. Hemp Authority's Certified Seal Program. We were talking about just before the break. You mentioned also, quote, first we wanted to grab as much federal guideline as we could. So we looked at the federal guidelines for current good manufacturing processes for dietary supplements. Those already exist for dietary supplements, but we also understood that we should need to branch out from just that to cover the fact that it's a botanical product, which adds a couple of layers of testing and quality standards needed. And in addition to that, it's not just a normal botanical. It comes from a plant that has a stigma attached to it in the U.S. Very true. Education has been a cornerstone for a number of markets among the hemp manufacturers we've spoken with. We've had uh, hemp manufacturers in Nevada and Minnesota to, d- to date that we've spoken with about this particular issue. So I want to ask you, Muriel, how far do you think the gap is with people distinguishing hemp from the stigma that came more from cannabis and hemp help got attached to it? Um. So I believe just because they're both from cannabis sativa, that hemp carries um, originally carried the same stigma um, as high THC cannabis or marijuana did. Um, I do believe that gap is closing a bit for both high THC and low THC products, so formerly marijuana and hemp, um, based on education, federal changes, uh, federal ideal, ideal changes, the WHO um, wanting to, to lower the classification as well. So I think all of that work together um, has reduced the stigma a bit for both high THC and low THC CBD products, um, which is great. I do think our lives would have been a lot easier if CBD magically came from sunflowers, <laughs> right? We wouldn't yeah. have had this kind of fight. I do think we still have a lot further to go. Um, just making sure that the education is out there of what what CBD can or what all cannabinoids uh, possibly together and terpenes, the, the types of effects it can have on the body, that it's not all about just getting high, right? Nope. Um, right. And all the medicinal uses that, that we know exist but haven't necessarily been taught to the general public at this time. I do think they're getting a lot of information on hemp-derived CBD. It's showing up in, in a lot of places, which is amazing, and at the same time draws the wrong kind of attention like we saw in New York City where they went around collecting CBD from the coffee shop because uh, right. they didn't. the FDA doesn't want it used in, um, in everyday products yet. I understand, but again, is, it, well, taking the time is the guidance and just, again, when you're doing the self-regulation yourselves, I mean, it's a matter of, you're not looking to really. It's just getting that information, making sure all I's are dotted, T's are crossed. Now, when it comes to the organization's broader goals going forward, you were also asked about that. You said this quote: "Later down the line, depending on which way the FDA goes, we're looking at companies to have food products that are infused with CBD oil because it's a whole federal regulation and guideline program. It has a different set of rules." End quote. You talked about one to continue to evolve as this industry evolves and be a reliable program where people know, no matter what type of product it is, if it is in the hemp industry, it's a product that can be trusted. Why is trust and accountability in the hemp industry so important at this point? And only because of the fact that the farm bill was passed and hemp is no longer recognized as a controlled substance, but now is being seen as an agricultural commodity. And which which is all amazing. It is, it is an agricultural commodity. Um, the regulations are up where the farmers can have crop insurance, which is fantastic. Right. Um, but what we're running into problems with still, and what the Farm Bill did not change, is the fact that the FDA has 
purview over food and dietary supplements um, and um, medical devices. Right. So the issues that we are still facing is the fact that the FDA does not recognize hemp-derived CBD or other cannabinoids as legal dietary ingredients. They cannot still to this day, according to the FDA, be put in food, be put in drinks, or be used as dietary supplements. Obviously, the demand is there for it, and I do think that the, the, what the people demand will prevail. Um, but what we are facing right now is the reason the Hemp Authority is using very similar regulations to CFR 111, which is Good Manufacturing Practices for Dietary Supplements, is when we started to form this program two and a half years ago, that's what the majority of the products were. They weren't foods, they weren't drinks, they weren't um, club soda with hemp-derived CBD extract added. They were oils, tinctures, gummies, along that line. Um, and so the original certification is very much um, focused currently on dietary supplement products and then uh, good manufacturing pro uh, processes and good agricultural processes, so for farmers as well. And what we'd like to do is be able to extend that to food. We can't extend it to food until it is a legal dietary ingredient in food because what that'll do is it'll change what we're looking for in specific food plants to cover what the federal guidelines are, which are no longer 111, food falls under 117. So it does add different layers of regulations. It does change how packaging occurs, how transportation occurs, um, there's a lot of, of, of guidelines that are already there, and they're already federally available, and you can go to FDA.gov and then grab them. Or if you're interested in seeing ours, if you go to ushempauthority.org, we're trying to be as transparent as we possibly can. So you'll see that there's a link on there with all the board member names so you know who's on the board. There's also our guidelines there mm -hmm. and who to contact for the audit. You know, it's very uh, interesting so you bring all this up because that's why I wanted to bring up that point about – because that – opens up a new door for me that I didn't even know about because of the fact that you thought that the farm bill answered a lot of questions but just like you said as soon as this gets signed the commissioner Scott Gottlieb comes in and talks about that it doesn't change the authority to regulate products with cannabis cannabis derivatives and you know supposedly there are supposed to be changes to those regulations forthcoming and legal pathways to introduce hemp and CBD in the sale of food beverages dietary supplements as you just mentioned and other products across state lines. But is there any word from the FDA if they've even made a dent yet in the last couple of months since we heard about that? Have they tried to clarify regulations yet? So they're holding an open forum on May 31st in Washington, D.C. Okay. Um, and that's the meeting where there will be speakers from the industry, speakers from FDA. And I believe that's the time when we're going to start to get a grasp on what their ideals are. There are some dietary supplement trade organizations that have been speaking with the with the FDA recently. Um, and the information I got back from some of them seemed very positive um, along the lines of the FDA is trying to find a legal pathway through, whether that be through different dosages um, or uh, specific guidelines that need to be followed. We, we don't know that yet. Um, I'm hoping we learn a lot more on May 31st. Well, well, let's go ahead and make sure to go ahead and touch base once again once we hear back from that because if we do hear changes and there's something that happens going forward where the FDA does, does listen to the to the consumers and listens to people from the Hemp Authority and those experts that know better, honestly, 
that hopefully we'll see these changes come to pass. So I hope you'll keep us abreast of that once we get past that meeting on May 31st. Now, so far, let's get back to the certification. It's been granted so far as of date, as I re- record the show here, I have it counted as 14 companies to date. Now, how many companies are you processing certification for at this time? How long is the backlog right now? So I don't have visibility of who applies to um, be granted the seal because what we didn't want to do was have people not want to apply because people would know who failed. So when people apply and when they sign up to get the audit, they go directly to where food comes from. Where food comes from handles the paperwork. They handle the audit. They handle the the charges. Mm -hmm. And then we find out afterwards who was granted the seal. So if you go through and you don't pass, we will never know you went through. Um, there is no backlog at this time because of how big where food comes from is and how many auditors they have. Um, they also do some of the audits for the non-GMO butterfly and USDA organic. So this is a very, very well-known large organization doing our third-party certifications, but we purposely don't have a current list as to who is going through the process. Very interesting. Okay. Well, there's so much going on, and I'll tell you, it will, I mean, I guess, the, I mean, I would definitely would imagine there are going to be those, especially listening to this program, they're going to seek out certification if they're not doing that already. But, you know, hopefully the one thing is, is just that for those that are coming in and going forward to get that certification, that you know, the process is uh, something, you know, it's easier than a tooth pull, <laughs> hopefully, but... We can all hope for that. Well, no audit. No audit's ever easier than tooth pull. Um, <laughs> it takes true. a lot of work from your QC and your QA, your quality teams do a lot of work um, uh, in conjunction with the, the team from where food comes from. Um, but what's nice about it and what's nice about the way where food comes from does it is that for some reason um, you aren't qualified at that time to pass, you do get told why. So you have the ability to change what you didn't realize was wrong or um, change what you knew you were doing was wrong, but now you need to change it. <laughs> oh, um, but what it does do is it gives you an enlightening view of what you would need to do if the FDA were to come through. So the FDA at some point will start to audit these groups as well. Um, and what we wanted to make sure was that everyone in the hemp industry was, was prepared uh, for this to happen eventually. But, almost be used as an education uh, on the way to that being uh, on the way to that point. Fantastic. So a little earlier on when we were going through and introducing you here on the program, you made mention of a new company that you're associated with, which if you didn't know, I'm just going to preface, if you didn't hear, we're going to remind you again, it's one of the largest hemp CBD extraction operations in North America. We're going to talk about your role there at this particular company right after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. 
Marijuana.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with final questions for Maria Weintraub. With the U.S. Hemp Authority, who is now as well the Vice President, Regulatory and Government Affairs at one of the largest hemp CBD extraction operations in North America, a newly formed company called Eureka 93. Now, with that said, uh, there was an approval of the merger, which I see now uh, in a new re- press release that debuted as we speak today, has been finalized. So you now have this combination of companies called Eureka 93 Incorporated, and that's a, a merger between LiveWell with Mercal Capital Incorporated with Vitality CBD Natural Health Products Incorporated. And I don't know all about this, but I hope you'll give me a little idea of what this is all about. I see that the site of the first extraction facility is in Eureka, Montana, off US Route 93, which is why the name Eureka 93 is in. Tell me all about this. Um, so I'm very excited to be a part of this uh, very large group. Um, it is a vertically integrated company, so it leverages cultivation, extraction, product formulation, um, manufacturing, and distribution. And the goal is to provide high quality, high volume, and a high margin product. Um, it's amazing how much is being put out. I'm, I'm noticing that they're talking about that the facility in Montana, it produces 50 kilograms a day of high-quality full hemp uh, plant extract. That's amazing. Wow. Great. And then um, by Q3, it, it expects to up that to 100 kilograms per day. That's a lot. And so uh, we've also added an extraction facility in Las Cruces, New Mexico, Um and it's been retrofitted with a 125 metric ton ethanol extractor. Very cool. <laughs> Who thought this was all going on in Montana of all places, right? So, I mean, that's... Yeah, Montana and then Las Cruces, New Mexico. And so, in theory, um, once uh, Las Cruces is complete, um, we ex- anticipate to produce over 1,000 kilograms per day. So, I'm pretty sure with all that you're doing, okay... According to the website, the cultivation, extraction, product formulation, manufacturing, distribution, high quality, high volume, high margin. Do we have a certified seal for uh, Eureka 93, or are we going to get that set up yet? 
the plan is to definitely get that set up. Um, I just started <laughs> on Monday on Earth Day on April 22nd, um, but it was one of the first things I mentioned. Um, right now, I'm traveling to all the sites to get to meet people, understand um, their procedures, right. their programs, um, and, and then the next step will be to absolutely get the, uh, the seal on products and on extraction. Um, and at the same time, we also do, um, and we also have a, a large group of farmers. Um, and I want to make sure that everyone remembers that the seal can also be for, for farmers. And we would love it uh, so that when people are looking to get into this company, if they want to buy directly from farmers, they'll know which farmers are following good agricultural practices. See, that's one thing that's very important, folks. The word, the phrase you always should live by, live by example, of course. So, again, the website is ushempauthority.org. Uh, please take a minute to let people know why they should be a member of the authority, how they can be involved, and how they can learn more about the certification seal. Take a minute to talk to our listeners about all that. Sure. So, you can't, you don't really join the authority. What you do is, is, okay. is, you go for the, the certification seal. Um, if you want to join another organization, we use the uh, Hemp Industries Association, HIA, as our education body. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do some trainings, almost like an orientation on this on the certificate, and we go through the HIA um, uh, because they're already out there educating uh, for the entire hemp industry. Um, or the Hemp Authority, if you are interested in certification, or if you just want to take a look at it um, because you might be interested if you go to our website you can see the guidelines we've created there is a link to those there is also a link for you to fill out if you want someone from where food comes from to contact you the the, um, the first step is to have a phone conversation with someone from where food comes from so that they can get an idea as to your facilities your production or if you're a farmer how much how many acres you have but also start to ask the questions to understand if you are ready for that audit or not. Um, if you are ready for the audit, they will send you um, some information, set it up. The audit costs $1,395. Um, that is a charge that goes directly to where food comes from it's for their auditors um, going out to the different locations. And that's for an eight hour day. Um, the idea is to set up the audit when you are prepared for it. So you want the auditor to be walk in, um, be brought right to your standard operating procedures. They want, they're going to ask for a lot of information and they want you to be ready to give it to them so that the, the audit doesn't have to drag on day after day. It is designed to be done in one eight-hour day if the company is prepared for it. Um, if it does go over that, the price does go up a bit because it is per day. Um, and then on top of that, um, the certification seal, in order to use it, um, you have to sign an agreement. Um, and it depends on the size of the company as to um, how many seals you need uh, to the varying costs. And all of those costs are available on the FAQ part of the website. I'm looking at the list of certified companies so far. What a great class of companies you got. Bluebird, Botanical, I noticed, I noticed Charlotte's Web, Elixinol, Canaway, Hemp Men's, Dixie Botanicals. The great lineup of of, of, of uh, really wonderful lineup of, of groups there, Charlotte's Web. It's a uh, quite a class, so you get to be on the website as well, prominently placed. So for those companies that are out there that listen to this program, and I know you listen, you know you got to get on this list, you got to get that seal, and you can also learn about the progress of the certification program on their website as well. 
at ushempauthority.org. So there's so much to find out. This was an interesting conversation. I really do appreciate you taking time, especially the part about where, oh, the farm bill, people just might kind of just go laissez-faire and say, oh, okay, that means hemp is good. You know, everything's fine with that. No, there's much more to that. Plus, this effort to offer self-regulation and accountability within the industry, very commendable that everybody got together in a collective effort, and I'm really glad that you were able to tell us all about this and your involvement in this was is very commendable and we really are thankful but i'm here on behalf of blunt business that you guys were putting this all together and made this happen thank you so much thank you very much i really appreciate the time to get a talk to get to talk about the certification seal and its importance and and why it's so important that a customer can pick up a bottle and immediately know what they're buying is what they think they're buying and let's I think definitely that's the main, main post behind this seal is the importance of knowing that the product you're buying is safe um, a quality product, and it's also very easy for law enforcement to recognize legal products. So now we're, that we stay on top of the hemp companies, what we also got to do, which we'll hopefully have you back on very soon, is that the government also plays lockstep and they do their part. We have to stay on top of them, most importantly. So, uh, Mara Weintraub, again, uh, Vice President, Regulatory Government Affairs at Eureka 93, newly formed company. Congratulations on the I'm uh, being joining this huge company here and also your work with the Hemp Authority. Thanks again for being with us here on Cannabis Radio. Thank you very much, and I'll be happy to join you again anytime you need. We hope to do that. We'll keep that in mind. Uh, so, again, before we get out of here, Blunt Business is presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You should speak, sponsor, and attend or exhibit because it gives you a chance for you and your company to show that you're an industry leader to an audience that will listen and engage and be noticed and invest in the future, leave a lasting impression on thousands of attendees, be a part of all the great things going on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for our returning conference series, the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Get your passes. People are signing up every day. We're getting increased loads of people registering right now at usccexpo.com. We hope you'll be one of those, too. And let them know you learned about it here on Blunt Business. So that's going to do it for this show this week. Thank you for joining us. You can download past episodes of Blunt Business by most importantly going to CannabisReader.com, which is grateful to have the show hosted here on the network. You can subscribe to the show through wherever you get your podcast. Most importantly, if you are you got an iPhone in your hand or you're listening to your iPad, however you're listening to us, rate and review the show give us a big five stars i hope you love what you're hearing here on blunt business the kind of guest that we're talking about uh, talking to and the topics we're talking about i hope you will reach out to us and let us know give us a thumbs up on it please rate uh, rate rate and review for us here on the apple podcast link and also google podcast stitcher spotify speaker ir radio is where you can also find the show most importantly if you have comments questions anything about uh, the conference or anything about the show itself Please email Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O, at CannabisRadio.com, and we'll be happy to respond back to you immediately. So thanks again for joining us, and thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk to you next time.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.